Hi guys, welcome to Style Direction, a menswear podcast without the stuffiness. This is your host, Ethan Wong. Ethan M. Wong, I'm, I should say. I'm Spencer, DSO. I have two middle names. That's more than Thank one. You. Better than Ethan. <laughs> better than Ethan? That's what they say. Two, two middle names is better than one. Do they, do they call you the gamer in question, too? That's uh, no, that's just you. That's just, uh, you're the only person that calls me that. By the way, guys, if you haven't been watching our Twitch streams, uh, you should. It's like an extra bo- I mean, that's like the real bonus content, except unlike our Patreon, it is free for you. you get to, <laughs> that's you right, get to, twice you know, a week. Twice a week, talking about menswear. Hopefully we don't run out of topics. Yeah, uh, what, did we talk, what did we talk about Saturday? Um... Oh, are we talking that about was, press time? Because <laughs> I don't no, know what we're talking I mean, about in the what, future. Well, what are, no, what did we talk about Saturday? As in, like, what, two days ago? <laughs> don't remember what oh. we talked about. Oh, well, this will uh, it's about berets. It's about berets! We talked yeah, about berets that, on Saturday. Yeah, but, but this is a Saturday in the past. This is like three weeks before you're hearing this. So if you Well, listen, we one. talked about this in the past. But that's just a preview of what you get in the future. That's right. Well, that's what welcome, they say about the past. <laughs> welcome to the future, bitch. Have yep. a sip. What's it taste like? Uh, water. I don't know. There you go. People don't know <laughs> about that. I don't think that's been publicly People, released. I mean, it's I, on Facebook, I, but... Yeah, but we all know how Facebook sucks with, you know, with finding, uh, like, old videos. I mean, I couldn't get the uh, Baby Ethan one where I pooped my pants. That one took a little while to... Uh... <laughs> that's just, uh, a, so that's just you, a weird way to put it that's a weird way if to you put guys it. yeah i feel so bad for people who are watching this for the first time because watching 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 i, <laughs> yeah, I hope not fbi man in our little uh little webcams here cia no, man for... the fugs good band listen to him is that a bad word no it's f-u-g-s f f-u gs yes that's right well so uh for those of you who are coming for the first time this is this is a menswear podcast we talk about menswear topics um and sometimes interesting people uh as you have seen <laughs> we about talk about weeks. interesting people yeah, yeah we about, uh, uh f- for the month of july we talked to young chomsky that's right we're gonna the have another whole guest month. on we're gonna have another guest on uh our friend aldis from the streams and from one of our more popular early episodes I, I'm not saying more popular early episodes. I'm saying it's one of our more, more popular episodes, but it's also it's not, early. It's also an early one. Yeah, a lot of people. Uh, but uh, he's going to be back on one. talking about watches. Are we? Do we have watches. anything else coming up? I think that's it. Uh, no, but hey, that's all for the future. Today, we are talking about something very big that if you were also watching us uh, last month in July, you'll know that this was a big topic, the subject of a... I guess a two-hour stream, basically, and uh, a lot of like other a week of debate before then. Quotations, deb- yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it is we're talking today about the button pocket harmony, and I have that uh, capitalized because it is a noun to me. It is a very important thing. And uh, okay, so if I could, like, you know, give a little background to this. Um, as and, and hey, there are show notes. It's actually well, it's not really even show notes. It is a literal essay on this very subject that uh, happened to coincide with this podcast episode. Um, but no, so I got started, you know, collecting vintage menswear, and as I have as Spencer and I have said before, we got most of our menswear knowledge from collecting vintage menswear, and, and not that just like. Us- I mean, it's like that's given us some like weird, uh, I don't know, like buying quirks or something like weird stuff that we look for. Yeah. And I mean, so first off, you know, it not only does it let us uh, think about things in terms of like eras, you know, like, oh, that's Mm -hmm. a very 50s lapel. It's a very 50s shape, but also like like specific things, because uh, there's an old uh, article I wrote maybe like 2017. It's called like it's like menswear details. They don't do anymore. I talk about like swelled edges. I talk about the spear point collar belt backs and everything. And those are those are fairly noticeable. You know, compared to you know, compared to some other stuff. But this one, the button pocket harmony basically refers to when the pocket line, the you know, the top of the the jetted pocket, the top of the patch pocket, whatever you want to call it, is on the same horizontal plane as the bottom button of your jacket. And have you ever talked about this uh, on your blog before? No. Other than, I, I mean, well, obviously, other than the blog post that's coming out with this, but yeah. this is this is not something. This is something that's kind of been like knowledge for people who know you in real life. 
Yes, yeah. I mean, it, it hasn't really been overtly discussed. Uh, but if you look back at one of my first articles about vintage clothing, which is in 2016, A General Guide to Vintage Menswear, in there and in the presentation that we did like the year afterward uh, for Dapper Day, you can see that video on YouTube. Um, but we basically talk about how for each era, you know, when you look at like 30s and 40s jackets, the button pocket harmony is technically present. You know, the, the, the pocket and the button are in the same line. But as you get later on, you know, later and later in the years, you know, basically in like the 60s, 70s, the button stance kind of gets lower. But even if the button buttoning point didn't get that much lower, the the final button goes beyond the pocket line. And so for us, it was like a general way of knowing the general age or era that a garment was made in mm -hmm. apart from you know literally look at the union tag because even then even before you know a couple of vintage guys would wear like 60s 70s jackets that looked fairly close to 30s and 40s and even if the union tag was off you know you would look at the lapels you look at like the shoulders to kind of see that and one other thing was that you would look at the button pocket harmony or yep. lack thereof and it's something that I've, like I just said, I've internalized for, you know, for years of buying vintage collecting things because it was just so easy to look at a jacket and be like, okay, this thing has it. And so I should get it or it, 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 it you know, checks more of my boxes or something, you know. And the thing is true where you look at a lot of 30s and 40s jackets, uh, tailoring, whatever, they all, for, more often than not, they have the button pocket harmony. Some jackets might not have it. Um, you know, especially as you get to, like, to, you know, the mid to late 40s, you really, you know, you don't see that as often. You know, you see, like, the um, the buttoning, the last button goes past the pocket line. But generally speaking, it, it's present there. And in the early 20s, or early to mid 20s, the buttoning was actually above the pocket line, mm -hmm. you know. But, you know, we, we, we talk about in the 30s and 40s where things kind of mellow out and become kind of the gold standard for what we consider to be classic menswear today. Uh, it's, it's present. So, of course, it's going to be there, you know. And so... Uh, it's it's a great way, at least for me, to kind of mitigate me buying other things. Because, you know, we've talked about this on the stream before where a couple of guys, especially when I started my blog early, would, you know, they'd thrift a, a tweed jacket and be like, oh, look, I'm going to be Ethan. I'm going to be cool and vintage. But then it's not just that you're buying a tweed jacket. If you've got like a low buttoning point or the lapels are weird, you know, it just doesn't look the same. It's like yeah. there, there's a lot of qualities of a jacket that... You know when you when you can't uh, you can't unsee it once you take notice of it. You know, and so I think I mean people probably have a pretty good idea at this point of what it is. Uh, I mean, and you maybe can look at the how, pictures. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and how you came to kind of discover it. But do you want to? I mean, let's get into like why this is such a big deal for you because I, I feel like you know most people okay. understand that this is a preference, but the thing that people get confused about with you uh, is how is important it is. Yeah, how it's like one of the, I mean, one of the only things that really decides, like you know, yeah, uh, because if you're gonna buy a jacket. Because I mean, yeah, I mean, we, we, if we it doesn't about, like, have lapels. it, you just pass it over. Yeah, ex I mean, yeah. So if you didn't know that, I do that a lot. Um, it's less common now because I buy a lot more modern stuff. But I'll get into modern in a second. So, yeah, it's it's first off, like I said earlier, it's kind of just a thing that you saw in '30s jackets. So like. If it doesn't have that, then it inherently to me doesn't have like that golden era classic look to it. So that's automatically like a number one thing. And number two is that to me, a jacket should be proportional to itself. And, you know, when I you, think that's, you, like, that's where that's where you lose people, too. Yeah, this because a lot of people, a lot of people focus on like the buttoning point overall, right? Like, you know, it bisects a jacket or whatever. But. You know, if you're if you're if you're looking at it, you know, and you see like, you know, OK, like, you know, if you've if got like a ruler or whatever and you're bisecting all the stuff and then you have like the buttoning kind of not aligned with it. It just it just looks off to me. You know, it's not it's not an inherently. I, I say that it looks bad people because it is bad to me, but it just it just looks uh, for the sake of the for the sake of the title, it looks inharmonious to me it just doesn't look right you know a lot of tailoring is built on like you know these you know the high-waisted trouser you know it sits higher on the waist so then you elongate your legs you know there's like the shoulder line you know how an extended shoulder can create a v thing so for me with the buttoning uh in the same line as the pocket it looks like quote normal to me you know and if when it goes past that it 
has the illusion of a lower buttoning point, even if the buttoning point, you know, the middle button, whatever you want to call it, is in the, co- you know, the correct place. But mm-hmm. visually, it looks off to me, especially when you compare the distance between the pocket and the bottom hem and then the button to the bottom, the bottom hem. You know, there's like a weird, a weird thing there that, you know, it just, it just looks weird to me. You know, it's just, it's just a weird thing that... As, a, as maybe it's because I'm a shorter guy, so a lower buttoning point or the visuals of a lower buttoning point don't look flattering to me. Uh, it could also be that, you know, in the 70s and 80s, those jackets have a lower buttoning point or at least, you know, an inharmonious pocket line. And on me, it looks weird because, again, I'm shorter, you know. It's just it, there's a lot of pictures I also put of like really bad examples of it or I guess, I guess good examples for me to, to not do it, you know, from like the 70s and 80s. But the reason why this kind of came about, and I can get into that now, oh, yeah. is because, yeah, so th- th- this has come up a, little, a couple times before. And so most of my friends who are who get me or who take my word as God, which you shouldn't, by the way, uh, tend to just accept it. Like our friend Andy, I think, has has sent us a couple of pictures of like, hey, is this a good jacket? And I'm like, no, it's not. And he goes, OK, cool. I'll, I'll skip it. You know, they're fine. <laughs> but uh the the original reason why this kind of came back onto my you know discourse was my friend Doug bought for like ten dollars ten dollars super cheap even cheaper than like probably like Goodwill or whatever he got like a a seventy H bar C yeah like H bar C Western jacket yes. um, but it was a it was a Western blazer specifically so it had the brass buttons uh, yeah and everything it had it was, it was like dark brown I think it's not navy blue it has like a yoke. So it's again Western. It has like yoked pockets, and then it has two but two buttons, uh, two button closure and brass. They're brass buttons. So it's like it is a blazer. You know, it's mm-hmm. like a very prep prep music. It's, it's cool. The idea of it is cool. It's definitely yeah. No, it's a very cool jacket. It's like you know, it's from yeah. the '70s, which means it has a slightly lower buttoning stance. It's also a Western yeah. jacket. You so, don't typically see the, those yeah. with uh, with the pocket harmony thing. Right. And he sent it to us and he's like, guys, what do you think? And I'm like, oh, I don't like it. And he goes, why not? And I'm like, well, the pocket goes beyond the thing. And he was saying like, oh, you know, he's defending it. And there, these are valid defenses to it, you know, where they say, well, the buttoning, you know, the waist button, you know, the middle button uh, is where it's is in the middle of the jacket. It's, yeah. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's true. But, you know, to me, a jacket exists two ways simultaneously it exists as a garment on its own and on your body and both of those things together and you don't know which one until you observe it yeah that's schrodinger's jacket (laughs) schrodinger's pocket button harmony yeah (laughs) uh but you know yeah inside your pocket you're gonna find a vial that contains some uranium what's in what's in the what's in the what's in uh, schrodinger's box i know there's I a think cat. It's just like, what kills I, think, cat i think it's just arsenic i think it's just arsenic, just arsenic? And it releases it and then like either the gas kills the cat or the cat eats it like i think it drops the the poison into the food inside the box the point is you don't eat poison that's uh if if the podcast Guys, had one message this hey, week hey it's matt hey matt i know you i know you're writing these down uh and don't get on mic but write that write that one down don't, don't yeah, make poison. sure make sure people know don't eat poison yeah, exactly. Uh, but no, uh, Doug was, you know, he was very defensive over this thing. I was just like, yeah, I get it. I know what you're telling me. I'm just saying I don't like it because of the, po- the you know, the button pocket thing. It just, even if the the middle button is there, it just looks off to me in terms of the jacket's proportions to itself. And a lot of people agree. Like they gen, people generally agree it looks off. It's just a more, it's more of a matter of how important that is to mm-hmm. you because some people just look at the buttoning point itself, which brings me to the next point where Algis, uh, again, we teased them earlier with the, uh, the, uh, the, the watches, um, watch episode coming out in the future, but he bought a J press jacket that had, you know, that was nice. It's like, it's like, like a, brown and orange check it's like based on an it's old, very it's like, like english sort of, it's very english yeah. it doesn't and it's, it's not like yeah. preppy yeah so unlike a three because so there is a 1930s jacket very similar that i've seen also back in the days of like fedora lounge or men's uh or the uh, vintage men's group on facebook where it was another j press jacket with orange plaid that was three roll two had like you know patch pockets very very trad ivy whatever you want to call it so this one is similar to that except it's more english it's got two buttons kind of like a broader shoulder the lapels are different because it's two button and it has a ticket pocket and, and because it's 70s pockets. yeah hacking pockets yeah and in addition to that it also had has a you know doesn't have the button pocket harmony and i was like okay i don't i was like same thing hey guys got the shotgun what do you think and i'm like nope <laughs> 
I'm going to say that the source of these two arguments, um, in retrospect, was not about the jacket, but about your use of hyperbole. So maybe we should have a special episode uh, about the way that you speak to people. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, everyone, I think it's just because everyone just... Like, it's like, again, it's like, you know, I do this too. I'm not calling you out. But both of our friends were telling us, like, the issue isn't the jacket. It's that you called the thing that I bought bad. Yeah, and then there, I mean, I'm very, I'm very uh, humble that you think that my opinion matters so much that I call it bad. And now you're like, because they, they both are like, what would you do, throw the jacket on? I'm like, no, you don't have to do that. I'm just, you can wear whatever you want, dude, you know, but it's just, it kind of, you know, it spurred a very big d- debate on this because it, you know, when I call something bad, people expect me to have a, a you know a list of of objective critiques about why this is bad and i've told them i mean i told them it just looks disproportionate to me you know i don't care where the button the button placement is because uh in my defense a lot of jackets inherently have a normal buttoning point and the button the the p- button pocket harmony like it's yeah. it's kind of like it's almost to me it's almost like a, a designer or a maker went out of their way to change this kind of pattern whatever you want to call it because i think i I mean it's like the other reason people kind of get defensive about this uh is they say it's like oh well how are you you know like how many jackets actually have this like you know you talk about it being a 1930s detail and you kind of expect it to be very difficult to find but but as (laughs) as you're hinting at a lot of modern brands still do this today yeah it is it is crazy i mean it's it's not it's yeah it's it's basically points to people the makers who don't do the pocket line have some hate hate looking proportional and they go out of their way to do it i mean well i mean it's like a lot of makers that have a dropped buttoning stance uh they do have a reason for it they say it's like oh it elongates your torso it makes you look more athletic whatever yeah there is also a uh, an article by mitchell moss i think uh he's menswear musings he he talks about having a yeah a longer v you know longer lapel line as they call it which would technically have to involve a, a an inharmonious button pocket line because you want to elongate that that visual v that that, that opening which i get you know and i think that at the end of the day it always becomes like an, a very in- intentional detail right because i can forgive it well i don't well i'm not forgiving anybody but <laughs> i can i can understand it more when it's intentional because i think what a lot of guys who tend to you know who tend to defend this are guys who don't notice it and i think that that's also, one reason why I'm defensive on my side about it, because if it's something you notice after the fact, it just points to me that you're not looking entirely at your jacket. You know, it's like how maybe a guy will buy a jacket and then like, you know, the, the gorge is super high, which mm-hmm. I think most people, uh, at least for the people who listen to the podcast or at least our friends will agree that a, a very high gorge isn't that flattering or it just doesn't look as cool. It's just kind of like a more modern inflection, although, you know, you've seen high gorges in like the 70s, so... You know, it's it's not un it's not you know weird. We just don't like it. You you can you might even say we call it bad. Um, but you know, so in in this case, it's kind of like you know when I was talking, with, I was talking to Doug. It's that for me, I take in every possible configuration on a jacket, and you know, I notice everything about it because all of these things contribute to what you look like visually. They contribute to what the jacket proportions are, um, and I'm sure a tailor could po- also tell you, you know, like. Uh, people who read at tailoring guides or whatever will tell you all these things have a reason. They might not be correct. You know, I'm not saying that the button pocket harmony is like the ultimate version of a jacket. I mean, to me, it it is. Um, but, you know, it could just come down to maker preference. And a lot of makers that I've seen follow that. And I think that they're, I'm pretty sure I've seen it like a, a cutting guide from like the 30s that said something about like something about it. I'm not entirely sure. Mm. But when I posted this on, on Instagram, quite a few people were like oh yeah like that's it like you know it looks proportional number two as like a kid who was studying tailing was like yeah i mean i've noticed this and it just looks good to me uh spear and mckay uh has said that they um that they that they're that their fact that they use has that inherently for their for their modeling so that's kind of cool um and as spencer said there are some makers who intentionally go uh against that and um one one Taylor friend of ours, yeah, you see from uh, Finland, I think, hmm. or Sweden. He works with Eric Manby. Um, he says that he intentionally doesn't do it because 
But when it's on the same horizontal pocket line, it creates too much horizontal harmony where if you have a guy it with a draws positive attention to the to midsection. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I can see it there. Or we're obviously, you know, if you drop the buttoning line, you emphasize the chest more than the, the center part, which, you know, is an intentional choice. And he also says that when you look completely at it, at least with like contemporary Neapolitan tailoring guides, they're not exactly in the same pocket, like the pocket line if you took like a ruler. But, and you can see this in some pictures that I have, sometimes that the, uh, the, um, the, the last button goes a little bit past the pocket line. It's like, it's like a, it's like a, maybe like a centimeter or a ha- you know, a centimeter and a half, which is not as bad as some other examples, like all this is ones, but they tend to, they tend to do that because patch pockets can be curved. And so like the, the curving of a pocket can kind of mess up, you know, the visual mm. harmonies, hey. I guess as well. Well, What's speaking up? of pockets, what yeah. about flaps? Oh, well, Hey, so if we're talking about how a patch pocket today is kind of curved, Right, so that kind of you know the the button won't match up with it. Also, one thing, uh, 1930s pockets, a patch pockets weren't exactly as curved as the uh, ones we see. But they were, but also 30s patch pockets were like fucking huge and took up more of the jacket. So there's a lot of 30s patch pocket jackets that don't have this harmony, even if it's a very similar buttoning stance to maybe something with like a flat pocket or something. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think it's it, it also comes from the fact that I've you, know, you start off collecting flap pockets or, or jetted pockets where this is much more common, I think, to find. Yeah, because 30, mo- most, most 30s stuff. jackets, yeah, were like, were like jetted pockets. A lot, Even a if lot they of... were sport coats, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you did, yeah, sometimes you did see patch pockets. Sometimes they are harmonious there. But uh, so as Spencer's alluding to, when you look at the 70s and you look at um, flapped patch pockets in general there, sometimes you saw it on the same line as the top of the flap. But more common was it to be uh were for the button to line up with the start of the pocket like the actual pouch but not the top of the flap the flap would actually so be it, above that so, it so would it's look it technically it's technically in line with the pocket line but visually it doesn't look like it because the flap is yeah. slightly above it yeah and again you can look at the show notes and see all these pictures there and the thing is uh, i all my jackets uh, for the disclosure all my jackets follow this harmony all of them. It doesn't matter if they're vintage from the 30s. It doesn't matter if they're vintage from the 70s. It doesn't matter if it's so, made to measure and now. I mean, or what, or you, you've said that you've like, I don't know, maybe with the exception of like one or two things, you've never bought a jacket without this. Is that that's even the case like very early on? I mean, I guess other than like H&M I, suits or whatever. I but. don't think I'm sure that there was some thrifting stuff that I did that was past it, but there is no visual evidence. Okay. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, again, I consider the start of you know my menswear journey more like the when the blog started getting good, maybe like late 2016, and I think from like that point on, I was more like dialed into what it is. And I mean, again, you look at even like suit supplier Spear and McKay, um, at least in terms of the jackets I've picked up, the button pocket harmony is present. You know, it's just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not crazy. <laughs> like it's, 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 I'm not crazy here. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, it's there. like the reason that you're talking through most of this is because you care about, I mean, it's like, even if this is a detail, I care about it. This is a yeah. detail well, that you it, care about you, infinitely more than me. Well, I think it's because people like, I think it's because people want my opinion or they ask yeah. us and, and I, and I'm more inclined to say, I don't like it. While That's most true. people might may you know, again, Hey, maybe we need to teach you some manners here, you know, just lie <laughs> and say, Oh, it's great, dude. But I mean, again, like, you know, I mean, so you have this thing too, right? I don't think, you know, yeah. you know, it's your like thoughts my, on the whole thing. So, okay. So this is when I buy vintage jackets, I would try to go for, so I, I guess my, my, my take on this is if I'm spending, a more significant amount of money. It's something like the more money I spend, the more I care right. about it. Right. Of course. Uh, so there were a bunch of jackets. I mean, like, I don't know, like two or three jackets that I bought from actually, no, I think I only have, I, I, I bought a jacket from J crew. I only have one J crew sport. Oh, yeah, J crew notorious for not doing this. Did not. Yeah. They intentionally don't do it. Um, that has a lower buttoning stance. I got that. I have, I mean, overall, early on, yeah. early on, I was into bold look stuff. Uh, again, I, I think I've said this because I tricked myself into liking it because it's the cheapest vintage you can get. Um, yeah, that's right. But all of that had like super dropped buttoning stance and I still have some like sixties and seventies stuff that doesn't have it. Um, well, but well, for the most part, all my more expensive pieces, uh, the, the stuff that I really like does have it. 
that has the harmony. Well, I was going to yeah. say that again. This is this isn't really about buttoning stance. It's just about buttoning placement because yeah, exactly. there are definite examples of jackets that have a low buttoning stance but still have the pocket button harmony. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Sichio uh, from Uekisan uh, has, uh, you know, has a very a lower buttoning stance. And I, w- I explained to all this, I was like, well, I don't like the jacket because he, he thinks that he's put the waist of the jacket too low, which is fine because, yeah. I mean, again, it's all about style. I, well, and, and in, well, in terms of like reference. in terms of like button placement, I guess maybe what I care about more is is width. Because like the, I would never get one of those like seventies or eighties jackets that you see that have the dropped button stance, but also the buttons are very or close too together. close. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I hate that. If it's like well, just a little yeah. bit below the pocket, but it still has like widely spaced buttons, I'm I'm fine with that. But yeah, if the buttons are too close together, that's what gets me. Well, see, I mean, yeah, and Aldous also said, like, well, maybe it's because the buttons are, are a little bit farther apart, which means that, you know, if the buttons were closer together, it would have the pocket harmony, but it would look, you know, weird to him. Those are all those are all very valid things. I think, you know, what it comes down to is, again, like the buying process, you know, yeah. and for me, it's like Spencer said, you know, there's a lot of jackets that have, you know, that have the drop buttoning stance and have the and are in harmonious and have the buttons that are too close together, you know, so for me. A good rule of thumb is a jacket that has a pocket harmony, seven out of ten times, it'll be a decent jacket. More so than a jacket that doesn't have it. You know, I mean, I'm not even s- if, you know, it's like, even if the lapels, I, yeah, I think, yeah, I think just the buttoning stance, like the buttoning height uh, is really important because, yeah, I mean, once again, it's like the, 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 the jackets they were talking about with the low buttoning stance and the buttons that are close together almost universally have awful lapels. But jackets with the buttoning harmony are probably going to have like a better stance. And even if the lapels aren't perfect, too wide, too skinny, whatever, it's going to look better. It's going to look fine. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, uh, again, it comes to us buying on eBay, right? Where you literally can't put it on because I think that, you know, a lot of this comes from guys taking a gamble, like, like all just, you know, again, getting this jacket on the cheap or even Doug with his $10. Well, because I mean, all this also, like, I guess an important piece of context is up until... Uh, last couple of months, he hasn't really bought anything on eBay. Yeah, he's in, he he he. As you guys remember from the uh, the uniform um, episode, he he commissioned a lot of his stuff from Spear McKay, and um, and Spear in those pictures, it looks like it has harmony. Um, but you know, so because Spence and I w- weren't able, you know, or we got started buying on eBay, we can't put it on, right? And we, we and we're we're we you know we were relatively younger guys when we were buying this. You know, we maybe didn't even have like a full time job or or even a job because we were like in school right and so again a good rule of thumb is if we want to get a jacket on ebay try and look for the button pocket harmony Mm -hmm. because it it'll lend itself to becoming a better jacket i mean yeah buying buying a bunch of stuff online is probably what gave us so many of these weird like purely like visual uh preferences rather than like oh i like this you know like i like this weight fabric whatever or yeah. like it, it let it i mean it did like lead us to construct or to focus a lot more on visuals than construction and and you know if you guys i mean that that that's basically the theme of the blog which is why there's a bunch of fucking pictures all the time because it's all about looking at looking at things you know and yeah. you know again this uh, well, briefly, I want to talk about like the '60s. You know, I think when we talked about that, even uh, even when you have wider sp- space buttons, like on a sack jacket, they still have the harmony, at least in like the the heyday type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like you know the, the the Brooks Brothers number one sack suit does have a pretty high buttoning point, but it's a three roll two, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, because I mean, at that point too, because you know, we talked with Aldous about like, oh, well, if you do it that way, then the button point will be higher. I'm like, well, I have no problem wearing sack jackets. I don't really, I don't think too much about buttoning point unless it's really low, because that's an inherent piece of buying vintage. Like, you know, eras change on where things button, you know. Mm. And uh, before we talk more about our buying stuff and our and our deal breakers, I do want to say that I do not have this for double-breasted jackets. Uh, that is because double-breasted jackets first off are just a lot rarer to find in general. And when you look back, I mean, of course you look about the 1920s, 1930s, they will have harmony, but at some point in like the mid thirties, they started to go below the pocket line, the, the last button they started to go beyond the pocket line and it doesn't look bad. I think it's because it has like an overlapping nature, a DB technically buttons higher than a, than a single breasted jacket as well. And, um, 
because it has the closed quarters, uh, basically, you know, it, it, it's overlapping and it's like a square end. Even if the button goes below that, it, it looks better to me as opposed mm. to say the curved quarters that don't overlap on a regular single breasted jacket. I think there, there's a little bit of like that weird, you, know, you can compare it to the, you know, the proportions to your crotch or the, the this visual distance or whatever, but on a DB, you don't really have that. I think that's why for me, I'm more forgiving on it. And if I had that for a DB, I would never buy a DB because uh, it's very rare to find well, one. I mean, because... I think I think I think our weird rule with DBs again goes back to uh, button spacing. Where but that's the... that's that's uh, that's a uh, horizontal spacing. Yeah, and, horizontal and, and... spacing because it's like the what what we're talking about, and you know you probably uh, noticed this, uh, but a lot of modern DB jackets, especially lower end mall brands, or even like. Even some higher uh, J Crew, <laughs> J Crew is spe- well. I mean, yeah, like every mall brand uh, does this, but the 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 buttons are way too close together horizontally. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that, so I'm looking through. I'm looking through this, and it's like, I mean, it's like even I, I'd have to see the ring jacket from the front because that looks like it's it's a little space too close together. But oh, uh, the, the even the brass the brass button one. No, 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 the one that you include in the article. Oh, oh, okay, gotcha. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like, that's, that's, that's the big deal for me with, uh, with double-breasted jackets. The, the buttoning stance has to be a lot wider. Yeah, I mean, and, and those all, again, the whole point of this is not about um, that the button pocket harmony is superior, even though it is, so shut the fuck up. But it is about finding what these deal breakers are, what these, you know... Uh, what these preferences are and and learning the vac- the vocabulary early on so that way it will define what you buy you know this of course may not be as important to those of you who are listening who commission bespoke garments because again like i said most most bespoke tailors have all these in mind you know i think that yeah i mean maybe ring jacket might be a little bit narrow but it's not bad compared to say a j crew one right or or maybe yeah. something from like h&m um and and also with you know with like button pocket harmony they already have it inherently there, um, and so you don't really have to worry. It's more for this is more for guys who are buying on eBay, buying vintage, um, and it's a good it's a good rule of thumb because what I've been noticing from people who who message me after I teased this article because I I I I post a little bit about it in uh, preparation for. I guess if you want to call it a debate with Algis, um, you can also find the YouTube link to that discussion in the show notes or the essay with this one. Um, but it's that when you, when you know, they all can't unsee it now. And it's like, you know, I wish people did see it because that would, you know, help guide you on, on how you purchase things. And, and Doug now was like, he apologized to me a couple of days later. He's like, Hey man, sorry. I was getting really uh, defensive because I agree. I totally agree with you <laughs> that it's a, it's an important detail and it's like, I can't unsee it. You know, again, it's not going to, he's going to throw away his $10 jacket, but it's that when, you know, moving forward, he's going to make sure it's there, especially like Spencer said, if you're spending a lot of money on something, you know, yeah. and that's again, that that's kind of what it is because I would hate to, you know, have a jacket that always felt off to me that I bought anyway. And then I realized, Oh, that's why, you know, it's kind of like you don't wear anymore. Just kind of how you realize maybe that a super slim leg opening isn't flattering. Once you see how it looks or even how a low rise is unflattering, you might be able to go, Oh shit. Well, next time I'll buy a higher waisted thing. And then, you know, maybe then you'll keep it and then you'll upgrade it when you you have the chance later. You know, I'm not, I'm not telling you to throw out everything that doesn't have the bucket pocket harmony. But, you know, moving forward, if that's important yeah. to you, don't Have feel... standards, goddammit. Yeah. No regrets. So, no, not, no regrets, not even one. Yeah. But, uh, no, if so that's a big one for me. But let's talk about, for the last half hour of the show, what other deal breakers we may have. Because I know we talked about this on stream a little bit, but now we can get into it. Just you and me, Spencer. Just you and me. Uh, yes, I mean, this is another thing that we... This wasn't on that stream, right? This was a separate thing. What do you mean? The it topic, was... this, the the like it was a stream. The deal breakers. It was a stream. It was there. No, but it was separate than the than the than the uh, bucket har- bucket harmony. Oh. The bottom. bucket. Yeah. <laughs> what are, what button, are we calling it? It's button the button pocket, pocket harmony. harmony. It's right or there. Or we could man. just call it harmony. Harmontown. 
Um, I do. I do call it harmony as a uh, the the harmony. It sounds like I'm fucking talking like writing like a sci-fi novel or something. Yeah, the flood. I've never played Halo. Um, you should. It's good. Yeah. So let's talk about. I don't have an Xbox. Let's talk about things. It's on PC. That stop now. us from buying things. It's on PC now. Yeah, I've been you seeing a lot of clips. Me? I've been be... seeing a lot of clips from uh, from Halo Three. It's awesome. This is gonna be um, a Halo podcast. Just kidding. I'm probably not gonna get it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, let's talk about let's talk about things that we uh, we can't buy. I guess I should start. I haven't been talking much. Everything's too long nowadays. Everyone makes things so too correct. long. That is so correct. Yeah, and this is so this is this is this is not coats. this is not talking about yeah this is not talking about sport coats which I personally like a longer jacket. Um, that could be its own thing in the future yeah. sometime. But yeah, waistcoats are too long because they go like you look at old pictures, man, and they're you know waistcoats were crazy short. They like. I mean, like they hit. This is this is the case for a lot of things. Uh, back in the day, like pre nineteen sixties, uh, is because jackets had a or pants had a higher rise, so everything else was was cropped to be um, yep. to be proportional to that. So jackets were very short. They hit. They covered your waistband, and that was about it. Uh, but now they. Coast, yeah. Yeah, but it's like, but now they, they, they dip way too long and it's, it looks bad. Even on like, you know, super, even on these like, you know, great menswear brands, their vests are still too long and it's yeah, going to stop I mean, me from buying three piece suits unless I yeah, go because unless costume. Unless a tailor can specifically tell me that they can do a shorter waistcoat. It's like, why bother? You mm-hmm. know, it's and so we've had weird. like, even, even like vintage reproduction brands, like, you know, we've, we've talked, we've talked about a lot of, you know, a lot about how we like SJC. We haven't, you know, bought stuff from them uh, in a while, but they made these great workwear vests that I don't wear as much because it's too goddamn long. Yeah, I got mine shortened and I think it's still too long. I need to take it from like the top now because it's, it's ridiculous. You know, it, it's yeah. so, it's selling for high waisted pants. It just looks weird. You know, it, uh, it, yeah, it stops me from buying. I mean, I don't really wear waistcoats very often, but if you translate this to sweaters, sweaters are yes. also too long. Sweaters, like most, I mean, yeah, sweaters, sweatshirts, hoodies, everything, because uh, the the rise of pants has gotten lower. So that's the real culprit. Got to get those pants back up. The jackets. But the thing is, jackets are guys, downstream from pants. Yeah, the thing is, pants have gone back up at least in the menswear contemporary world. Yeah. But the sweaters the, are still too long. Mm-hmm. I think how's the, the length only... on your how's the length on the anthology ribbed tea? Oh, it's good. It's good. It's good? Okay. It's good. I think the, I when I wrote that article, I was like, if people can make sweaters based on this length, I would buy sweaters from them. I think the only one I can think of is Rubato. Uh, great stuff, you know, really cool. If you haven't checked out Rubato um, on uh, Instagram, made by uh, Olivier Danafalk Dan- and Carl Purs. Um, mm-hmm. It's really cool. They only do it in lamb's wool, which, of course, we can't wear here. I love cotton, cotton knitwear. That's got to be a new, a future episode once we get more of it because it is really hard to find. It's great. Knitwear. I mean, it's yeah, it's great for Southern California weather. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, sweaters are just too long. It's like they go, they go crazily past the the waistband of of a trouser. Do do people like this? Like, I, I feel like. I, don't know. I feel like it should. I feel like most of these things just look better when they just cover the waistband, but they're too long even with fucking low rise trousers. Yeah, it doesn't it just, even like achieve it, like, that effect you when like you're a, wearing low rise pants. They, they, they like punch up a little bit. It's weird, you know. Like you have to like a lot of people like fold it into itself. It's like or like tuck it, which I've done a couple times. I have a bunch of like merino wool sweaters or whatever that yeah. I got with a steep discount from like J Crew or Men's Warehouse or whatever. Yeah. But I either ha- yeah, I either have to like roll them up, which makes you look like adds like fucking like twenty pounds, or you have to tuck them in, which looks kind of dorky depending on how you're wearing it. Also, I mean, it's also one of those things where like a skinny guy, like a real, I mean, skinnier than us, could probably pull it off yeah. better. But you know, as as like average bodied guys, average Joe's gym, uh, we are uh, we don't get that kind of luxury of like you know, uh, of of looking good in baggier clothing. I mean, we like full cut stuff, but I mean. That's one thing that we should, uh, sweaters are, are one thing that we need to like take in a little bit or lift mm-hmm. up and maybe get, you know, uh, make, you know, look back at the thirties and forties and see how they did it. I mean, if people just could reproduce that in like in cotton, 
everything's fixed. And, you know, especially you said, do people like this? What about ties, dude? Ties are yes. so fucking long. What the fuck's going on? It's crazy. I mean, it's I guess crazy. people like doing the t- tucking them in, but Which it's I, like, I, listen, I do. I like that. That's like, that's a solution to a, an easily fixable problem. Yeah. Think of how much uh, material you could save and how many more ties you could make if you just made them like, you know, like five inches shorter or whatever. Because I know? feel like, I mean, I don't do it a whole lot because most of my ties are vintage and thus short. Uh, but the tie tuck doesn't seem like it's super good for ties either. Yeah, because like, then over time you'll probably... Like, it's going to be fucking rubbing against your waistband. Like, yeah, constantly. so for me, I, I tie... I don't do the tie that I tuck in both. I usually tie the front end to be the right length and then I tuck in the back blade. But I'm very scared that like my Drake's ties or whatever will get like fucking like gnarred up. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a word? Gnarred up? You know what else? Uh, so wait, so N A R E D. I mean, this is. I think all of our buying stuff is like weird proportional stuff, like like you know length or, or whatever. But um, casual jackets all too long across the board. Well, not across the board. Chore coats, things that are meant to be a little bit longer, more like sport coats are fine. But yeah, like denim jackets, leather jackets. Again, even good brands like Himmel Brothers, uh, uh, Bryceland's. At least, it, at least long. in ready to wear. At least yes. in ready to wear, they're yes. always too long. They go, they go beyond, <laughs> not the pocket line, but they go beyond the waistline. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what's that's what's that's why a lot of my casual clothes are still vintage, and that's same why here. I, I still get most of my clothes from like fucking like you know flea markets and and eBay. I mean, yeah. I mean, I never get like when people are like, oh yeah, buy the shot perfecto. I mean, like man, when you look at fucking like old pictures of the guys working biker jackets they end at the waist they mm-hmm. end and at it the waist. looks so good like that's what really gives you an athlete that's really what elongates your legs gives you gives you like an athletic figure it looks great yeah and yet people don't see this it's either that people don't care about it as much which is most likely the case here because when you're thinking about a, a biker jacket you think about oh black with a double rider closure you don't think black lo- lo- double rider closure and it's also short, you know, people mm-hmm. don't see that. But it's like once you do see it, it's hard to like not see any other way. Well, because me, it's like I see like, well, I see a leather jacket and I mean, it's like, OK, so this is going, this is looking, this is trying to look like a, like an A2 or whatever, but it just doesn't. It doesn't look right. Yeah, it just it's just it's it's just same thing with like a sweater. If it's too long, it looks it looks too baggy. Right, I think. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it's just because it doesn't have that kind of fitted waist thing. I mean, uh, recently. I mean, I mean the, hey, this is you could call this the uh, the jacket waistcoat harm or the jacket trouser harmony. Like this is really where it's in. Everything <laughs> has to be in harmony, man. Your outfit uh, yeah. has to be harmonious. Exactly. You have to have the capital H harmony. Yeah, take a shot every time you see me type in harmony with a capital H in the article. Mm-hmm. You'll probably die of alcohol poisoning. But I mean, you know. Uh, it's all about like those classic like masculine if you want to call it that masculine proportions um and even uh recently recent to the time of this recording not too recent to when you'll hear this but a permanent style wrote about like categorizing you know high-waisted pants uh or the rise of different pants and yeah high-waisted has like a kind of a classic masculine look that lends itself to be you know better situated it also makes you look slimmer because it's it's higher the small of your waist is is better higher up on your body mm-hmm. you know and, and the small of your back as well so yeah casual jackets i don't think i own any modern casual short jacket i'm not talking about short no coats, i don't again, think i do short either. coats i like in fact i prefer my short coats longer because i like them to be jacket alternatives you know i have a couple ones that are more like shirt jackets but i still wear them because i don't I guess I don't care that much for them. Yeah. Uh, or, or at least I don't care about the detail that much for them. But like on a leather jacket, on a gabardine short jacket, on... I mean, I guess it's the two things I wear. Uh, yeah. But with those things, they have to end at or near the waist. You know, and again, uh, I guess we can put a lot... I mean, there's this one doesn't really have uh, particular show notes for that kind of thing. But uh, I'll include the link to the leather jacket article which has a lot of examples or, you know, showing off how good a crop jacket is. And mm-hmm. uh, at the time of this recording, I was reading, I uh, was on MFA and MFA has a weird thing now where uh, they've got, they've done away with, um, with simple questions as a, as a standalone thread. Now you can submit whatever you want. So the whole front page is all questions now, which is Jesus. That seems insane. like a bad 
decision. Hey, but people are complaining that they feel left out. So a lot, and okay. a lot of it is, you know, I'm going to a wedding. How, what do I wear? We know, whatever <laughs> things that people have been asking since the dawn of time. Yeah. Um, but one of them was, Hey, what do you call, like, what's up with like these eighties jackets? I've noticed that these are cut a lot shorter or, or the sleeves are a lot longer than the body. And I'm like, I responded saying, well, these are basically meant for high-waisted pants you know you can look at old trucker jackets old leather jackets they all kind of follow that and a lot of casual jackets follow that uh for a while i mean even in the 80s and 90s you still found them they're not as common because they got bigger and baggier over the years but you know that's that's kind of where it is you know if you like a high-waisted trouser it lends itself to kind of you should prefer a cropped length uh jacket yeah uh, what other deal breakers do we have? I think that's like some of the big I mean, ones. Like, sh- I mean, we've. I mean, this is going to oh. be pretty obvious, sh- but yeah, shirts. Like any inner lining, for the most part, is a deal breaker, unless it's like a, a tux shirt. Um, but even then, I think th- I have the ultimate one where my tux the- shirt has a soft collar. Yeah, I mean, it's like I would, I would love to have a soft collar uh, tuxedo shirt, but that's the one shirt where it doesn't need to be a soft collar. Exactly. I mean, I guess the only time I would want it to not be a soft collar tuxedo shirt is if it's a detachable collar. But um, when are you gonna wear that? Exactly, because I mean, I like I don't I don't know I don't like I mean this is this is the very niche thing. I hate how attached collar wingtip collar shirts look. I don't think the collar ever goes high enough yeah. for for it to not just look like your collar's kind of fucked up. Like you know. Right. It looks like you just tied your tie over your collar. The points are sticking out. Uh, yeah, but shirts, any inner lining, I don't like because the two types of dress shirts I wear are like supposed to look like uh, 30 spear point shirts. Yeah. Uh, which did not te- te- typically have inner lining because that technology was very new. I think like the, they uh, were Sanfordized, which means they were stiff. But even then, over time, they would they they're not like they're not like a stiff collar. Exactly. Like a shirt exactly. Or um so but yeah i would just wear like ocbds which obviously don't lend themselves to they should they should be soft i mean people have and then and then yeah like spear points but i mean yeah same here i because it's like i have i have a shirt one of the one of my early things from natty shirts this is like so i asked specifically for non-lined collar and cuffs but i didn't specify the placket and so even though the collar is unlined, the placket isn't, and it doesn't sit right. So everything has to be unlined. Everything. Yeah. Collar, cuffs, and placket need to have mm-hmm. no interlining. Soft as hell. I mean, it, it should be no surprise to you guys that we like softer stuff because we have a slouchy approach to IV, slouchy approach to menswear, vintage menswear, whatever you want to call it, tailoring. And one essence of doing that not just in your, it's not just in your the, the shoulders of your jacket, but the how stiff your collar is. And mm-hmm. so for me, I like you know, I like a soft collar. Um, my my spear points are almost always softer. Uh, some of them have interlining because I think early on I didn't think that, that was a big deal, but of course now it is. And as a result, I don't wear those very often. I still wear them because I still like wearing spear points. Um, but you know, I, if I could control it, which I can because I get bespoke shirts now. Um, they are softer because they just, they, you know, the tie feels better with them. Of course, if you have a stiff collar and wearing a tie, the friction there will ruin the tie over time. I mean, that happens happens with, with ties regardless. But yeah. it's better when you're when the the neck is softer, the collar band is softer, and and the, and the collar points and everything. And in terms of OCBDs, they were classically online. They were classically soft, and you know that's why we like vintage ones over modern ones because. Of course, there are modern ones like Mercer and Sons or the Brooks Brothers, you know, uh, whenever they remade the original polo shirt. Um, but the thing is, if you're thrifting, it can be kind of hard to find a soft collar yeah. or at least a not like not just an inlining, but a non-iron or a non-non-iron one. Because <laughs> non-iron shirts, if you don't know, are treated with formaldehyde. So they have this kind of treatment where they retain stiffness and make it easily, um, easily ironable or, 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 you know, not as wrinkle well, not as wrinkled um, as like a, as a shirt that did not have that treatment. But as a result, the shirt just feels faker. It doesn't yeah. mean it may not have polyester in it, but it do, it feels like it because of how stiff and how weird it feels. And so that as a guy, as a bunch of guys, you know, who like being slouchy, you know, having you know a little bit of wrinkles in your shirting, it's a little inharmonious to that. And mentality. I mean, I, but I mean, also just like talking 
you know, comfort. Like I've, I, we talked about this in the, in the lockdown, you know, what we're wearing episode, yeah. but I'm wearing, you know, a lot of like, uh, vintage Oxford shirts or at today, a newer, newer purchase. I got a 40, 40s work shirt in. It yeah. is so soft. It's like so comfortable to wear around the house, whatever. Like I can't, I mean, it's like, you know, you obviously you typically only see inner lining or whatever on, on dressier shirts. But you you can't just fucking relax in one of those, man. No, you can't. And I think that's, I mean, you know, it's it comes with wanting to be comfortable and slouchy in your clothes, and not making them become like a like a a costume in a sense. Because a lot of people, when they have that, they want to look presentable. They want to look super stiff, and that's fine if that's what you want. But then that kind of lends itself to making it hard to wear tailoring casually. And I think that a lot of guys would embrace it more if the clothes they had was just a lot softer. I mean, you know, uh, collar, you know, shirt collar should be softer. Plaque should be softer. Um, if we want to talk, if I want to talk briefly about when you're thrifting jackets, you know, uh, having softer or little to no shoulder pads is kind of a big mm-hmm. deal. Again, when you're buying stuff from like Spear and McKay or commissioning or getting ring jacket or bespoke, that's typically something that you're not gonna have a problem with but if you are thrifting or or buying on ebay well it gets harder to figure out on ebay but if you're thrifting you know check it out you know check check the how the collar feels on it check the uh fabric composition see if it says non-iron on it see if it has polyester i mean we'll get into that briefly in a second and feel the shoulder pads of a jacket because sometimes when i'm thrifting you know to help mj find a jacket or our friends andy you know maybe we'll find a three roll two jacket but if it's got heavy shoulder pads Maybe best to skip it unless you want to spend the extra time learning how to take it out yourself or, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? Shoulder Taking surgery. Taking it to a tailor. Taking yeah. it to a tailor and... And, and, and uh, I mean, like, it. once again, the point of this episode is not saying if you have, you know, a shirt with a lined collar or, a, or a, you have a fucking Levi's trucker that's too long. We're not saying get rid of that, but what you should be developing is very specific ticks like this. Because people, people say like you know people, people always tell me. Um, that was almost I don't know like who a that was Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro. Does Trump? Does Trump say that people? I think he always says people. People are people. Many are saying me. this. Is that is that is that a Trump impression? I, he's been our president for four years. I watch the news frequently. I don't know why I can't <laughs> figure out his vocal tics. Um, yeah. But I and mean, you know no. Us, anyway, we're doing impressions all the time. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, develop these things for yourself. Figure out like what your deal breakers are because people tell Ethan and I, it's like, oh, how do you, you know, get better at searching on eBay or thrifting? But it's like when you have all the all these things, it's like fucking. There's only going to be so much that fits your standards, and yeah. maybe you think that's limiting, but guess what? It's like also I don't know. Like we now have... you're not going to have as much buyer's remorse. You're going to have more money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And again, if you think it's limiting, uh. Look at my fucking wardrobe. It is Yeah, it is, again, it is I mean it's huge. like it's not limiting. It's just I mean, we have standards. We have very high standards for the for the things that we wear. You know, maybe maybe this is also an exercise of, you know, when you're doing this, it makes, you know, for expanding on what we did with the Young Chomsky, anti-consumerism in a sense because, you know, a lot of people um, I'm not going to point any fingers, but you know, some people feel the need to buy things that are on their list and always constantly be searching, you know, and I can see that, you know, you, I, I get a serotonin release whenever I cross tasks off of my whiteboard that I have to do, but clothing shouldn't be a task like that. I think that, you know, you shouldn't be searching for like the ultimate version of your wardrobe. It yeah. should be a very aesthetically, you know, personally driven, uh, endeavor. And so if you, you know, if you have that in there, it's like, you know, I don't think it would be fun to like find out the best Chinese place and eat every Chinese food. But if you find out what you want from a Chinese restaurant, it makes a search for that um, and the process a lot more fun, you know? Absolutely. And, and I mean, like, know, yeah, like, I mean, yeah, as, as you said, I've never felt I've never felt limited. It's just it's just I know what I like because it, it, it's not it's not like oh man i wish i would i wish this jacket didn't you know had the the harmony or i wish this jacket and, I, and, I, and, and I'm, I'm mad had, every like, time i wear it or whatever yeah. but it's but it's i don't feel that way i say oh this doesn't have this so i'm not gonna like it even if i like uh, all the other details i know that because of this i'm not gonna like it in the end 
Yeah, I, I mean, it just it makes shopping easier, frankly. Everyone, like everyone has these. The thing, yeah. if, if these aren't yours, and that's fine, continue doing what you're doing. But I'm telling you, there is something out there that prevents you from doing it. And a lot of people have said, you know, doesn't have to be the button pocket harmony, but a lot of yeah. people tend to like buy stuff, especially early on, and then they'll realize something's just off about it, and that prevents them from wearing it, which is going to happen. Uh, you know, no matter what, you know, I think that you know maybe. Spencer, I think yeah, I mean, it's like, time. you know, we, 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 we have ways to shield us, shield ourselves from buyer's remorse, but that doesn't mean we never experience it, although we experience yeah. it very rarely. Yeah, exactly. And I think that, yeah. you know, if if you're listening to this and you, you know, you develop these ticks early on, you'll have less mistakes because I, 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 you know, I, I've spent money, you know, again, there's no pictorial evidence of it, but I have had some jackets that I just didn't like because the buttoning was too low or I couldn't get over this or maybe, you know, maybe the jacket length was too short because again, that's also a thing. A lot of modern jackets from like suit supply are just too short. And, you know, I, I felt like I had to get it because it was the only place I could find it. But here's the thing, guys, if you are constantly opening your eyes to everything, not just vintage, not just eBay, but, you know, looking on Grail, looking on Etsy, also looking at Spear and McKay, looking at the ring jacket, look at everything, then you'll never feel like it's limiting because you'll be looking at so many different avenues mm-hmm. of places to obtain your clothing. You know, if you want to talk about that, then it's like, well, you know, then maybe have an exercise in saving up for the thing you really want instead of yeah. cheaping out and, you know, buying the suit supply one that's only two buttons when you know you prefer a three-roll two with a wider lapel, you know? Exactly, exactly. So I can understand that if, if your only options are to, you know, use eBay... Maybe that, you know, maybe that navy blue jacket with brass buttons that only has two buttons and it's a little bit lower might be your only option. Don't think of it that way. You know, maybe don't buy it right away. Wait till you see the other one. Or, you know, maybe in a, maybe in a couple of months or so, you'll find that version made by yeah. Ring Jacket or made by Spear and McKay. You know, be- it's it's not going to be an end all if you don't get it right away. And I think that's maybe also this one thing is, people Maybe this learn. is a topic for another episode just about buying habits, which I think we have something kind of like that on the screen. In the works. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I have, I guess I have a, a a very vague list in my head of things that I would want. Like, you know, right now I'm like, oh, you know, I'm, I'd like, uh, Alden penny loafers or whatever, or I'd like a beret, but it's not like, I don't have, I don't have like a, I don't have on my fucking calendar. It's like Monday search for beret. And then I'm not going to buy anything until I find that beret. I have a couple things that's like, oh, if I run, if I come across this and it's up to my standards, I would like it. Yep. But it's nothing exactly. like in order to complete my wardrobe, I need this piece. Yeah, I mean, again, this this could just be a difference in in, in buying philosophy and also approach to menswear. But hopefully, you know, the more we talk about this, you know, this is kind of probably the, one of the first ever podcast episodes that we've kind of verbalized our buying habits i mean maybe we talked about a little bit on the shoes one when i talk about how i like a lower vamp and that's why i don't buy Mirman because Mirman has a higher vamp for tassels and pennies but again this is something you guys should think about it is something that is very important that again lends itself to creating a wardrobe that truly makes you happy you know that's something that spencer and i can say um and we have a lot of things and we know we we do have buyer's remorse but i don't think that we ever at least in the past two years, at the very least, we don't really have bricked purchases. Yeah. I, I really don't think that we do. Maybe there are things that we bought and maybe we found that we didn't like it aesthetically. You know, maybe like, oh, I have it, you know, like me with my Lee 101J. I still, I have it. It's still not something I break out yet, but maybe it's because I haven't gotten a big appreciation for that jacket yet. You know, it's not a bad purchase. I know I'll wear it, but it's, you know, it's a different kind of thing. Um, so, you know, keep an open mind. Know what you're looking for. I mean, I like my Lee 101J more than a Levi's trucker. Why? Because of the slanted, rounded breast pockets. Like, that is something cool. They're also like a fucking jungle jacket. Why is that cooler Mm. to us? You know, you could say, yeah, there are a lot of olive fatigue shirt jackets out there. You know, BDUs from the 90s. I know I started out with that one. But immediately I was like, you know what? It's just not the same as a jungle jacket. Exactly. It's just not the same. And, you know, it was like 10 bucks. And it wasn't that much buyer's remorse because I gave it to MJ. Or was it? Andy, yeah. I forgot who I... Yeah, and, I mean, it's and, like, that's the other and thing. And they love it. Like, yeah, yeah, we, we, we uh, resell stuff. Or yeah. give it away. Yeah, we give it away, so. you know, depending on whichever one it is. Again, plug the marketplace on the Discord. Um, but it's one of those things where, you know, develop your taste. And the thing is, taste is always going to change. 
So, you know, don't look for the perfect version of it. Um, don't let it limit you. Just kind of be aware. It's all, it's all a spectrum, baby. And what you like now may not be what you like later. But hey, buy for what you like right now. I mean, even if sure that's the case, I feel like there's still like a through line. Um, yeah. Because I've been, I don't know, I've been looking at my old inspiration album that I started building in like high school because I recently imported it to my PC to clear up some space on my phone. And it's like, yeah, these images that I saved like, you know, like five, six, seven years ago sometimes, there's a lot of stuff where it's like, yeah, like bold luck stuff or just like vintage stuff that I just saved even if I didn't really like it just so mm-hmm. I could, you know, kind of absorb the details. Yeah. Uh, but there's still a lot of stuff in here like, oh, okay, so I've always been into like these color tones or I've always been into like this kind of like, I don't know, like a slightly more rugged look, whatever. It's, right. you know, even even if it's even if your taste change, there's still going to be a through line. Exactly. So find out what exactly makes that taste. You know, that's mm-hmm. something that uh, Spencer and I have done. You know, we haven't been in, in, in this as long as, let's say, Kiyoshi for about 10 years. But, you know, for the past like five years or so, we've gone through a lot, <laughs> a lot of of uh, evolution. And uh, it all comes down to us knowing what we like and being able to verbalize it and write. And for me, it helps by when I write it down because I can actually yeah. literally find out what that is. So uh, if I could you know, finish this off, I would say that make sure that your jacket has the button and the pocket, the last, the last button and the pocket line in harmony. And you will thank me later and look at it. You can't unsee it, baby. You can't. Or maybe you're it. the opposite of us and you hate jackets with the harmony. And if that's the case, that's weird, but you do you, only buy jackets with a low buttoning stance. Yeah, or at least a lower visual buttoning stance, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that'll do it. So guys, thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, so yeah, I hope you guys, you know, find out what the button harmony is for you. I mean, I know it's, I sounded like I'm, I'm fucking obsessed, but it's because you I are. Because you I, are yeah, because I am. I mean, it's 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 like a quiet obsession. It's like it's it's hiding behind the surface. And I apologize. But if you show Ethan a jacket without it, yeah, he's gonna say it's bad, and then you're gonna get offended. Yep. Uh, and make and make a group chat that you're in with him just completely unusable for a week. Yeah. Just don't. Just don't. Just don't bring it up. Just 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 know that just don't I don't bring it up. Yeah. Just know that I have these things. Uh huh. <laughs> Well, uh, if you guys want to follow us on Instagram, my Instagram is at Ethan M. Wong. I'm Spencer DSO. And you can follow the Instagram of the of the, of the the podcast and our, uh, technically our stream because we're, we're streamers as well. You can follow us on Instagram at Style Direction, all spelled out. Uh, speaking of streaming, we stream twice a week uh, on Wednesday and Saturday nights at 8 p.m. Sometimes it's casual. Sometimes we have some big topics. Sometimes we do AMAs. Lots of fun in there. You get to watch Spencer play Red Dead mj play final fantasy or occasionally us just play modern warfare uh that's yep. 8 p.m twitch.tv slash style direction all spelled out um and again we do those shows um you can join us in the chat or you can join in the show itself by cho- by by talking in the discord channel whoa that's correct discord yes. and to get access to discord what do you got to do spencer uh, you got to sign up for our Patreon, of course, which we launched. Um, I don't know why I'm talking about when we launched it, but I mean, it's kind of new. <laughs> but yeah, there's yeah. a gr- bunch of great benefits. We have a couple uh, bonus episodes. We're going to uh, do Once a, month, a bonus yeah. episode every month for our subscribers. We just had a movie watch. I don't know if we could say that. We just watched a movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, you Only Live Twice, which is going to be the subject of our next bonus episode. Which comes out at the uh, end of this month. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. We're in the Discord right now to record the episode. Uh, we post eBay links. Lots uh, of eBay links. Outfits of the Lots day. of eBay. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of, uh, lot of good discussion. Yeah, and all you gotta now, do... It's, it's like, you know... Yeah. I mean, it's like not that small a group. We got like over 30 people in there already. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, just, just getting bigger, you know? Just getting bigger. What's that feel like? Um, so yeah, to join it, you have to go to patreon.com slash Direction. Again, it's always spelled out. Uh, I don't think you can use an ampersand anywhere in, in like Which a Which sucks because that's how, our, that's how our logo is stylized. Yeah, I, hey, I wrote as a marketing person, I wrote the brand book in my head and uh, I said... Um, you have to use an ampersand. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, we can't. We can't do that, can't uh, use that in links. No, we can't. But Alas. yeah, join there. It's five dollars a month, uh, and um, you also there's also a tier for ten dollars a month, which uh, gives you the same benefits, but 
get a shout out from us and uh, especially our gratitude because again we could not do these without our not just our regular sad cast sad heads but our sad cast fanatics mm-hmm. which include seth peterson austin Malott, eric hall and shane curry um a lot of these guys are very um active in the discord and uh you know we we know austin and shane in our in in, in a real life kind of i mean i've i've, I've talked IRL. to Austin, yeah so great stuff thank you to you guys and thank you to everyone who listens to the show um and is a patron or not you know hey it's up to you guys if you want to support us but we we thank you guys either way if you can't yeah, I mean, but don't uh, don't expect us to say your name unless you're giving us ten dollars that's, a that's month, okay? right that's right we're and, never gonna say your name and uh, yeah but it would also help us if you wanted to give us a review that would help too exactly yeah if you can't give money giving us uh, a rating on itunes or even just telling a friend about it uh, it's gonna be great we don't advertise anywhere obviously so the only way that the podcast grows is word of mouth that's um, right and ratings ratings really help with that so that's right so i guess that'll do it thank you to mj and matt for being producers of the show and we'll see you uh in the next one bye-bye bye-bye, bye-bye.